Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. We got an exciting guest today. This is actually one of my uh, one of my long-term friends in real estate who's going to be breaking down some of the things that agents do to be consistently effective, right? He's also going to talk about a little bit how he built a multi-state expansion team, right? So depending on where you're at in real estate career, there'll be a little bit of something for uh, for everyone today. But uh, I'm just excited because it's rare that we get to have, uh, you know, people that are both work friends, but also like friends in real life. So Shay Black, welcome to uh, Agent Bear Huddle. Good morning, Jesse. How's it going? It's going good, dude. To tell everybody, uh, just to, let's set a little context before we dive in, because I know you have some really like strategic things that we're going to teach agents, but let's give a little context. You told me yesterday, I didn't realize this, you've had your license for, for what, over 10 years now, correct? Yeah, like 11 or 12, I think. Okay, 11 or 12 years. And you've done a lot of things in this industry. You've, you've been an agent, you've been a team leader, you've been a coach. Right? Do, do all these experiences kind of like feed together into the way that 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 you structure some of these strategies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I first started, I started as a buyer's agent on a luxury team in Las Vegas, and you know, I learned kind of how to be a part of a team and how you know having leverage and structuring stuff like that was super beneficial. You know, when you have different people playing different parts, uh, they can really concentrate and get a lot done collectively. And so I really liked that from the beginning. And um, so, and I'd always kind of had in my mind, if I wasn't on a team, I would have a team. So everything I've ever done has been revolved around involving more people and sharing with other people in whatever way. So, I mean, sometimes that's commission, sometimes that's knowledge, sometimes that's fun, culture, all that stuff. So yeah, that's all helped me to formulate how I do business still today. Of course, that's evolved over time. And, uh, but it still involves like kind of bringing people together and, and just trying to help people succeed and, and move level up essentially. Yeah, I love it. And, and at this point, you also now helping coaches, like other new coaches establish themselves as coaches too, which is, which is pretty cool. So, yes. um, so, so let's, uh, I never asked you about this, but I know your background before real estate was actually in the, uh, in the restaurant industry, correct? Yeah, well, that among other things, but yeah, for a long time. Did, did that did that affect the way? Because I mean, you you were managing restaurants. Did, did that did that affect at all the way you approach real estate, or is that a totally unrelated career? Well, hundred percent. You know, some of my favorite people, uh, I think some of the people who do the best in real estate, or at least have a good chance of doing well, uh, come from the restaurant industry. Because in real, I relate it more to being a server like a waiter, because you're going through, you're taking people through a process. So you're really good at having these micro relationships with people very instantly. You have to build rapport and then you have to take them through this lovely dining experience if you want to get paid, right? So you you know how it works. You know what food's good. You know how to ask people questions. They're like, I don't know what I want. And you're like, well, what about this? Or how are you feeling about this? You ask them questions and then they say, it's like, would this be a good option? And they're like, yeah. Okay, you just lead them through the process. And so I feel like, you know, people that are servers come from the restaurant industry or bartenders and all that, which is really good at creating rapport and uh, building relationships and then helping people build through the process. Now, of course, real estate's a lot bigger, 
process. It's a lot longer situation. The relationship is longer, but it's it's similar in that you need to build that relationship and just kind of cater it to all the people and help them achieve their goal at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I never thought of making that connection. I just realized that as I'm thinking about your background. So, so yeah. uh, you, you told me there's really like three different buckets that you are, that you're you know you you work on and you train on these days with people. What were the three different areas we had? The, the one with agents, uh, expansion teams. Give me the three things you were break, we break it down. Yeah. So the way we have uh, my organization set up for coaching, mentoring, and all that stuff is that we basically help people. A regular real estate agent uh, just do solo agent, let's say, uh, just do more production and level up and, you know, maybe they're stuck at selling, you know, 15 million something, who knows what it is, or maybe it's 5 million, maybe 7 million, we just, whatever level they're at, level up from there, um, get leverage and, you know, maybe that's assistance or whatever, whatever. And then this way is, um, team, people that want to build a team and start to leverage in a, in a much bigger way and build teams and have, uh, Different support casts and roles in the positions to grow at an even bigger rate. Um, and then the third, also with that is a, another switching of that is um, expansion. So then when people are like, okay, I built a pretty solid team in this area, I'd like to do this in another market where I know some agents that would be a good fit for my team or that want to be involved with me and be a market in the same state. Um, it could be a, a different market in the same city if the city's big enough. Um, but then that's expanding into a whole nother segment. And I've done that multiple times. So I kind of have a blueprint for doing that and getting established in a new area and making it work. And then the third segment is um, basically helping people that have wanted to be a coach. They're really good at what they've done. They've done it a long time. Um, and they have this huge to share knowledge with other people and help them, you know, grow at another level. So we have a system in place to kind of help people do that too and become a coach. I love it. All right. So we're going to see how many we have, how many we have time to get through today. Cause I don't know. I mean, these are each probably a whole yeah. separate topic, but, but let's start with the first one, because I, I think we have agents here that one of the most consistent things is when you say level up, right? The market took a shift a year ago. Most agents are happy not to level up, even just to maintain today, let alone level up. So if you're if you're working with an agent now, and let's say their goal still is, I know the market shifted. I still want to continue to level up to grow. Are there some basic processes, strategies, structures? Where do you start with someone who's, who's looking to make that those shifts in their business? Yeah, yeah. So I think the important thing to do, just in general, and where maybe people are needing a little guidance or just help with, is getting some fundamental systems in place. You track what you're doing, and then that's how you do it. You measure it, you track it, you set a goal, and then you can work towards it. You have to have the tools and some accountability. Some people will need that too, and all that together will help them to this level up part, right? Okay, so, yeah. so let, let, let's let's break down there because I want before you go even further. When you say mm -hmm. to track, do you ever have agents that are resistant to tracking, or they say, "Okay, sure." I, I, I'm okay with tracking, but then they don't actually track it. Like, how do you work with someone like, like that? How do you how do you handle that? So that's there's two two different ways for that. So a coaching client, and then we talk about how they want to be coached. Like, how accountable do they want to be held? Do they want just a Mister? I didn't do it this week, so don't don't beat me up and don't don't be mean to me on something like that. Not that mean people, but some people might say, "Sure, I want you to hold me accountable." Don't let me. Make excuses, don't let me what the answer. So I'm like, you know, 
pick your goals and we'll work backwards to figure out what steps you need to take to get to those goals. And then when we have our weekly calls, then I'm going to say, okay, so you're, you know, maybe this is two weeks now that you didn't hit your steps and your things to get to where you're going. So two things need to happen. Either we're going to change your goal of the amount of money you want to make. We're going to lower that because you're not doing the steps to do it. Or you're going to do the steps to get there. So it's your, your choice. We can adjust something because we can't just pretend like you're going to hit the goal because you're not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there are people that I give them the ability to pick how accountable they want to be held. If they're on my team, on my retail team, we hold them accountable. We talk about what it is and then we have steps to get there. And if they don't, they don't have a choice not to to uh, track it. You know what I mean? If they're on my on my main team, on my black owl retail team, which we're not even doing much with those right now, currently anyway. But far as far as people in my coaching thing, then it's it depends on what they want to do. So if you want to level up and you want to succeed, then the tracking is a non-negotiable. That just is something they need to make up their mind to do if they want to make it there. Simple stuff. It's not hard. And three things. First of all, it's flexible. So if this isn't working that we put into place, then for whatever reason, it's not sustainable or it doesn't feel good, that's fine. We can make the adjustments. The, the key is showing up you know, every week and doing your best to hit the things that you say you want to do to hit the goals you want to hit. So basically, I don't have people that just refuse to track if they're committed to, to leveling up. If they're not, then they don't track. They, 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 they go hand in hand. They, they really tie together. For sure. Well, I love it. All right. So, so let's say you've got someone, they, they say, okay, I'm on board. I'm going to track. What do you have them do? What's their activities look like? What are they tracking? Or does that depend on the agent and where their business is? It's, it doesn't matter uh, what what you're in, what state you're in, what city you're in, what little town you're in. None of that matters. All my tools can be used for any kind of agent, any production. Huge teams, small teams, it doesn't matter. It all works for everything. We have four tools that we use to track. And this is what I do. I teach people how to do this. So I teach coaches how to teach people to use these things, or I just teach the agents or team owners how to use these four tools. This place you can even look different at different places, but mine are pretty universal. So cool one is um, CTE. So it's a it's a Link it to excellence square, which is like a uh, an Excel sheet on steroids. And it's just a tracker dashboard. It's, it's complex. It's really robust. When we go in there, you can put, um, you know, people's goals and, you know, what they want to make for money-wise, essentially. And then it works, works it backwards and calculates it for you on how many conversations you need to have, how many points you need to have, um, you know, how many things you need to have, how many... Uh, right, and it, it'll spit out numbers that you need to hit each day, and basically brings it down to how many conversations you need to have a day. And you know, with strangers is what I like to say, new people. Um, so that's step one. That's tool one is CTE, and we figure that 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 helps us tell us the steps we need to do each day. Then we go into um, the perfect daily schedule or perfect daily calendar, however you want to call it, which is basically a time blocking exercise. Then uh, we put into Google, so and then you color code it by you know work things, personal things, um, things. So you color code so you can see usually on your day what everything looks like, and it's every moment of every day. So this isn't a you know piece of daily 
this is how the schedule would look every day, every hour, you know, each week. And then you do your best to kind of go in there. And then that's very fluid. That changes, you know, people's lives, kind of, you know, and there's lots of stuff happening to get an idea of what you should be doing each day to make to your goal. And you get to pick that. And I help people, you know, plan that to, to their lifestyle. So if you have kids and stuff and you need to have these days off, these hours off, and this is family time, you can have old days off, you can have family time, however you want that to look, is fine. It just needs to be on there so you know kind of what you're doing each day not to me, you know, to move toward. Um, step is uh, having um, your CRM, and that can be any CRM anywhere. Um, and I'm trying to think of the fourth thing right now. So we got CTE, the calendar, CRM. And I believe the other thing is we use a, a hot sheet. So that is maybe, and that kind of goes in your CRM these days. It's your main people that you're pulling out of your database that are actively talking and ready to move forward at some time in the probably the next year. But, but it's but it's keeping those people top of mind. Yeah. It's it's so interesting, Shay, because as you talk through these things, and we'll break down each one, and then we will spend a few minutes on you know the expansion team because I think there's some lessons learned and kind of as you expand in other cities, um, it's really interesting because if you've been on other coaching calls, if you've heard stuff, nothing you're saying is like, whoa, this is like rocket science, but it's it's about doing the fundamentals consistently. So once you get this structure in place, do you find because it is so straightforward, like it's just these four things, is it easier for people to follow along to follow along, and, and do they do they just, do they need accountability? Do they can go back? Is it like once you're on, you're on, does it kind of come up and down? What do you see as normal as people go through this? Yeah, I think it's super important, especially it's creating the habit in the first place. So that's why we have the 30 minute calls each week uh, for, in my particular work, we're going to do it for 60 to 90 days. Because um, that helps them build the habit. And and even me, like when I, my coaches help me, if I need to level up, and when I'm doing something else, then you're, you're doing some things that are going to be different. That's how you level up. You have to change what you're doing so you get different results. And so it's good to have somebody to meet with weekly, bi-weekly, however that looks. All coaching programs are different um, to get into the habit. And after you're into the habit and, and you know how to use the tools, because not everybody using these tools and they're simple tools, once you're using them, then yes, you can use them. But And, and it just depends on how self-disciplined you are. Um, maybe you get going and you roll pretty good. And then maybe you just need some, some touches and visits, which people can get from me too. So after the 60, 90 days, we go. Uh, which is, which, let's go back to that. You're totally right. There's simple tools, but not everyone uses them, right? Mm -hmm. If you're new to real estate, they may be completely new concepts, right? Which is mm -hmm. great. If this is the first time you're hearing about them, it's fantastic. But if you've heard them before, it's really important to take a look at yourself and say, you know, critically, am I, even if I know of them, am I using them and am I using them consistently? Yeah, I think those those really what I'm hearing you say is it's getting the structure in place, but then having the support to use it consistently. Yeah, consistency is the key. Of like, I think we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Is none of this has to be super big, super fancy, super anything. It just needs to be consistent, and that's how successful people are successful. They just consistently do the same things a little bit every day and move a little bit for the, closer to the goal. So I, I love that. All right. Yeah. So, so, so that is, before we change gears to ask about the uh, the expansion side, is there anything else on one of these that, that we you want to add things that people should know if they're going to start? I mean, if anybody wants to start, you know, just tracking on their own, is there anything that people should know? 
Um, yeah, I mean, the CRM is going to be your clutch thing. Everybody needs to be using a CRM, and I have some really simple tips uh, for that. And I, I can even just give one right now. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So the, the super fast, easy one is, and and when I got first started, what I did back then was, I pulled everybody out. Of, I had like fourteen hundred contacts in my mail account, all from Marshalltown, Iowa, my little hometown in Iowa. And I'm in Las Vegas when I started in real estate. So I figured out how to turn that database into a CSV file, yes, yeah, CSV file, and dumped it into my um, CRM, and I used that all my marketing and everything to start with. And then I started piloting people from open houses and stuff. And people still today, from my hometown, hundreds of them getting emails from me that I've actually helped do business with even at Mushtown through referrals and stuff. But I'm just saying, you have a database. It's, it's in your email. But nowadays, even better, it's in your cell phone. So now I get people to take all their people in their cell phone, turn that into a CSV file, put it into your CRM, and then I can help you go through each round line by line. You have to do that. And then figure out, put them in a place that really may be something that you can get business from or build a relationship or whatever. And if that's friends or family or whatever, well, those are good people too because they know people that want to buy or sell houses. So you figure out how to everything. When people are like, well, I just don't have a database. I only have like, 30 people or something that I've met at open houses or whatever for real estate. And I'm like, no, you have at least hundreds, I bet you, in your phone. Four thousand in my phone. But I probably need to update that and bring it in and go through that. I have plenty of lists, so I don't, I don't necessarily need to do that right now. But yeah, that's a fast way to get your CRM going. And that is where the all businesses work on your database. And it doesn't have to be long. I would say Three hours, I like three per time per day. Three hours, and I don't care if that's three days a week, four days a week, four days a week. Three days a week is enough. But just do it consistently and show up, you know, be in your space, turn off everything else, put on some nice classical music. That's what I do. Helps keep me calm. And or any kind of light music, whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable and nice and good and calm, and then get to it, get to it, have conversations. I love it. And, and I, I guarantee there are experienced agents listening to this that have never done that, that practice with their CRM either. I mean, there, there's ways that as this market has shifted and you're looking for, how do I add other pieces to my business? It may be the appropriate time to go back, update your CRM, or for the first time, pull all their contacts out of your phone into your CRM and start really treating that in a more strategic way. I think it's a great reminder, Shay. I like going back to basics in a way, or just simplifying. That's the nice way to say it, because I think people get a little bit too complicated on well, what can I do that's so unique and different and easier and how can I get more leads? Well, you have lots. It's more about just having conversations with people that you already have access to. And the other thing real quickly about that is a lot of people might get nervous or whatever about having phone calls. You know, it, it is almost a little archaic. It's super effective. Um, but there are lots of other ways to do it now. And text message is a fantastic way. That is like Facebook Messenger or Instagram messages. I don't know what those are actually called. But I, I mean, I talk to lots of people through Facebook Messenger a ton. And then also through IME. And I don't really, I have TikTok and I, people do stuff to me on it. I don't understand it. Like different functions that you can use to talk to people. So Look for reasons to have relationships and have conversations with people. And it's very easy. Genuinely, 
if you like what somebody did on Facebook, say, hey, that's a cool shirt. You know, I, that's really cool. I like that. And they'll be like, oh, thanks. And they'll be like, what are you up to? It's new. You know, I mean, it's, that stuff is easy. It, well, well that, that's where I was going to go. Before we talk about expansion teams, I do want to dive into that. You are such a natural relationship builder. You're just this friendly, outgoing guy. So you're not saying reach out and have specifically re- real estate related conversations. You're saying reach out to right. have genuine, authentic conversations. Like you just mentioned someone's shirt and they did a trip or an activity. And does that yeah. lead into real estate conversations? And ha- how does that, how does that tri- flow for you? Yeah, it can. And it often does. But uh, my the point, I guess, with it is, is just to be genuinely interested in people. And that's why, and thank you for the compliment. That's why I am like that is because I just really like people. I like to see what they're doing. I get excited about what they're excited about. I get excited about what I'm excited about. So everyone's excited. But anyway, uh, just looking into and asking and seeing what the, and then you're like, hey, what's new with you? I want to know. Like, and I'm telling you, and you catch up a little bit. And then you want to know, well, what's new with you? And you tell them what you're doing. And then maybe there's some connection there. That, I mean, you're going to tell them what you're doing with your real estate business or your coaching business or your mentoring. Whatever it is, um, maybe it's your side hustle even, you know, whatever. The point is you're having conversations and then you're you're moving forward. And it's just so nice to catch up with people because we have so many connections these days with social media. Um, I really like catching up with people and keeping those relationships alive. Um, and, and some people aren't just maybe out of practice on that. So this is a good way to practice. Just be nice to people and compliment them. Give, give love to people. They'll give you love right back. You know? I love it. It's that simple. It really is. Yeah. All right. So, so, so your business started to expand and we'll spend just a few minutes on this because I think there's some lessons, even if you're not thinking of expanding into other areas, I think there's some lessons to be learned that you can apply so, so you did expand your business to multiple cities and now you're operating in three different markets. Was that because you had so much business in one area? You like, why, why did you expand into multiple markets? And do you recommend people look at, at, at what level, how about this? At what level do you recommend they look at starting to expand into other markets? Good. Those great, great questions. And there is clarification needed in there because there are different ways of expansion. Okay. So the, I guess what you would call the traditional expansion model is where you are where you're at, and then you go somewhere else or you put other people in place somewhere else to start business there. Okay, that's traditionally how people do it. And I have tips and tricks, and I, I know a lot. I mean, I've studied so many people like Tony Gibson at Keller Williams was one of my idols and mentors. I still love him. He's a great guy. And um, I don't follow that model. Or I'm not trying to do what he's doing anymore. But um, that uh, model is, you know, this is huge where you put people, you know, in all these different places. And he has like 180, let's call it expansion teams. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So that's kind of used to be what I aspire to. Um, and then the way that I did it was reverse expansion. So basically, I would set up and establish something in, in a very, Las Vegas is where I started. So I was in the top percent there, one um, percent there. And then uh, honestly, we decided we wanted to switch it up. We like switching it up. We've moved 20 times in the last 15 years. So you know this about me. And a lot of people knew know that about me. Um, so we were to, to San Diego. Well, I mean, I have a huge business in Las Vegas. So I just put, I started scrambling and developing these systems and stuff to be able to run these things back where I left and then move to the new one and set up a new team there. I built it myself. Okay. And then I did that again when I went to Iowa. So 
I already have the things in place. Well, and by the time I left San Diego to go to Ottawa, I was pretty good at that being able to manage a team from away. So that was a little bit easier because I was doing all the legwork and I'll do whatever it takes to succeed. That's my mindset. One of my things I love telling people, one of my sayings is, it is super duper easy to succeed. All you have to do is whatever it takes. That's it. And people are like, whoa. And I'm like, if you're not succeeding, you're not hitting your goals, then you're not doing whatever it takes. You are not changing your entire life and lifestyle to get what you want. You're, you're giving yourself excuses or allowing excuses to get it. So whatever. So anyway, um, that's the way that I did it. And um, in my opinion, it's, it's hard no matter what. Um, that's a little bit easier way than trying to do that through leverage from other people. Um, but it's still leveraged from other people because then I'm leaving what I built with other people to take and, and carry on with. Um, it can be done either way. It's just a different strategy on how you... I mean, you'd be having to build relationships with somebody and, and get a leader put in place before to, to build it for you. That's the regular traditional expansion way. And you can do that. And I have ways to do that. I have ways to talk to people, interview, and get those people in place no matter what that is. Um, personally, I just did it the other way. Which not very many people do it that way. Not people move as much as I do. Well, that's, I don't think I've really realized that. I think that's actually a cool little side note point because people in real estate often think once you get yourself established, you're like, you're, you're there, you're stuck. You're not going anywhere. You really proved that wrong. Like, like if you, people, there are people who love to travel or love to try change up new different things. And like, like you can run a team, you've successfully run a team remotely and reestablished you and your family in multiple different cities over time and continue to run that business. I think that's really a pretty cool distinction. Pretty fun too. I mean, if, if you're into that, it gives a lot of people the heebie jeebies. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm moving. <laughs> we love the moving actual process. I don't think anybody loves that part. Um, but we're really good at it. And uh, our kids aren't bored and we are not bored. So we, we like switching it up. Yeah, for sure. I, I love it. All right. Uh, last few minutes from starting all of these expansion teams. Uh, you know, different places. Any lessons learned that you that kind of jump out at you that you want to make sure we share today? I know I'm, obviously we can go into this in other episodes, but any you know, big lessons that jump out at you? Yeah, I, mean, I will say in the in the reverse expansion way that I did it right. So I was one percent in Vegas, and then I moved to San Diego. And boy, I'll tell you what, getting in the top one or two percent in San Diego was way harder. Then the first time, first time, no, anything. I just did what my team leader mentor told me to do every day. I did exactly what he said. No excuses. And it was hard, and it was right, but it was you know any different. I was like, this is what you do. And then you get up there and you get established in a year and a half. I was in the top one percent after I started, and uh, you know I feel pretty good. You know I'm. Often every day at two or in the gym, and you know, I have good business rolling and, and lots of money coming in. Um, and then frankly, I was kind of bored. That's another reason we went back to San Diego to shake it up and start over. And it was hard because you come from being top dog, you, you're humbled very quickly. Um, coming into a place where you and you think, yeah, I'm the top one percent in Las Vegas, you tell people that, and they're just like, Sure, that's not how we do business here. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, a lot of people are very nice and supportive, but 
didn't have any clout. I didn't. People knew me in Vegas. Nobody knew me in San Diego. Didn't care. You know, I, but but I think also the the mindset, and this is the same thing I'm seeing with a lot of agents as the market shifted. The last couple of years were so good for business. And someone yesterday said to me, "I've never worked so hard to make so little." And they're still doing okay, but it's it's the fact that you have to do so much more work to get the same results as we used to in this market has been a mental right. shift for a lot of agents. Where it's going back to these basics as we kind of wrap this up here. I think it's going back yep. to the the daily actions that it gets you out of your head of like, but it used to be like this and now it's like this. So like when you made that shift from Vegas to San Diego, how did you get back to doing what you needed to do in San Diego? Yeah. So I did, I, I almost went too far because I wanted to be sure I succeeded and I'm really good at burning boats and, you know, sink or swim and making it. So I don't have another option. And then also I go way, way in. So I was cold calling every day for four days a week for three hours a day, every morning. And then I had an open house four days a week, every week. So between the two, I actually burned myself out. You don't have to go quite that hard. It did help me break into the Del Mar uh, market in San Diego, which is a nice, really nice area. And market. Um, so I just went all in, but that that's it. So I just went back to the basics, which is, and I, I dislike cold calling more than anything. And I'm, I'm okay at it, but I, it's, I just wanted to do whatever it took. So I did it, right? Um, but the open houses, I would say, were you know more of my 4K and much more enjoyable and effective. Uh, I don't know that you need to do for a week every week. Um, there, there are different strategies for that, which we can share in another time. But uh, it was just doing that. You know, showing up every day, having conversations, putting in front of, business that's another thing i say um sit at home in your office or at your at your work office or whatever what other chances somebody's going to walk in and say hey you know i'm interested in buying or selling real estate one day they're going to come in and just talk to you about it the chances are pretty close to zero i would say if you're at an open house the chances are pretty good that some at least one person will walk in that day that has some intentions of buying or selling a house one day so put yourself in front of the of the business. That's what I would say. And that's what I did all the time when I was getting started there. And one last thing that was huge uh, that my team leader at that time at, at, for the Kellen Williams office, uh, I was like, what are these suggestions I can do to break into this marketing? He goes, well, he's like, all you, you just have to have enough conversations with strangers about real estate. That's the minimum thing you have to do. If you're not getting results, have more conversations with people about real estate and that'll fix everything. That's so simple. And that's so right. I love it. You just got to put yourself in the path of opportunity. That's all it is. Yes, sir. Okay. This is a fun conversation. Guys, I hope you got something out of this, both strategically and also just listening to who Shay was being in each of these moments. I think that's, that really is so much. So thanks for being here. This is, this is awesome, man. Well, uh, Always a good time. We'll see you guys. Uh, Amy Izzo will be here tomorrow. And on Thursday, I've got a, uh, another friend, Dave Robles, who's breaking down the, uh, the one thing he did that dramatically improved his listing presentation. That'll be Thursday. Uh, and then on Friday, we got Linnea, uh, as always. So guys, have a great week. Shay, thanks for being here today. This is awesome. Thanks, Bye, guys. See you, if you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.